Hi, I'm Sonny Fox. This week on the Fox Cast, a man of a thousand voices. You've seen him on Mad TV. You've seen him on the halftime show during the NFL games on Fox with Jimmy and Holly and the gang. And if you're lucky, you've seen him in a club near you. He's also known as the poor man's John Madden, the very talented Frank Caliendo. I was going to introduce you like your uh, favorite announcer from the Super Friends cartoons. Oh, meanwhile, meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice. The writing was so bad on that show. Yeah. Like they would do the whole meanwhile thing. And then they would just say exactly what the announcer said. Like, meanwhile, back at the Legion of Doom, Lex Luthor plans to take over the world. I have a plan to take over the world. <laughs> meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice, Batman and Robin prepare to take on the great god Zeus. I have a plan to take on the great god Zeus. Great job, Batman. Whatever you want. <laughs> meanwhile, somewhere in a bit that has an ending... <laughs> Did you watch it as a kid? Oh, yeah. That was one of my favorite shows. I, I used to get up at 7 o'clock in the morning, grew up in Milwaukee, and would just watch that. I just I love to see when the other superheroes would be on, not like Superman or, or Batman and Robin. It was more like Adam, the world's smallest superhero, or the Green Arrow. Or I just liked all those weird ones. I just, that's why I like X-Men, because they come up with some of these. I don't know the X-Men that well, but it's like that's kind of right. what it is. It's for these special superheroes. Like uh, Who are some of the, the, the Black Falcon that was, that was one of, nobody even remembers the Black Falcon. Everybody forgets about the Black Falcon, man. The Black Falcon? That was a black superhero? Yeah, he was a black guy, and he was crossed with a falcon, I guess. Was that a comic book that or one. on TV? No, it was on that show. It was on the oh, Super really? Friends. Yeah. Wow. He was one of the, the, the Super Friends. So uh, they did make up some of them for the TV show that didn't exist in print. I think they did. I yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I uh, I the Silver Surfer? Uh, yeah, but that was Marvel. Right. When oh, that yeah, was Marvel. Right. Yeah, these were all DC Comics because right. the Super Friends. Well, you do know your comics. I know it enough. I know that because I I used to try and play with them together. I used to mix my Marvel with my DC, and they just don't play together. <laughs> it's just the wrong thing. Anybody here watch the Cartoon Network that doesn't smoke pot? <laughs> so, oh, there's the cloth. Part A, A. Part B, A. Sorry, but Daddy, the Doobie Brother. I watch the Cartoon Network mostly for Scooby-Doo, more specifically the guest stars on Scooby-Doo, because they always had a cultural icon, comedian, somebody that represented America on there. Shaggy and Scooby come walking in and be like, Zoik's like, hey, Scoob. Like, it's the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> like, it's the guys who do the fancy basketball tricks. Ruby-roo. <laughs> what I wish they would do is update that, put the cultural icons and comedians today on, Today, I'm just because I want to see the Chris Rock episode to see what he'd have to say, Shaggy and Scooby come walking in. So it's like, hey, Scoob. Like, it's Chris Rock. They put a black man on Scooby-Doo who's not a damn globe trotter. And forget about Scooby Snack. That dog's doing Scooby Crack. So it's like, hey, Scoob. Like, he's right. Like, what are you going to do about it? Ruby recovery. Today, Shaggy and Scooby meet up with President Bush. Mean to tell me there's a dog that can talk? I told you, Dick. Zoinks like, hey, Scoob, like, let's split up. I'll go with you. I'll go with Daphne. <laughs> I will show her the mystery in that machine. <laughs> Ladies, I love you. I'm all over the place. I know that. I'm trying to focus and go straight ahead. See, here's the act right here. It's a big circle in the middle. What he did was he went off on a tangent over there. You know what a tangent is. Yeah, I love tangerines. They're my favorite fruit. <laughs> I like melons. <laughs> I do. I love to squeeze them and sign them. So I was watching the credits of Scooby-Doo. The voice of Scooby is done by a guy named Don Messick. You know who did the voice of Shaggy? Casey Kasem. It's also the voice of Robin and Batman and Robin and the Super Friends. Remember the Super Friends were the greatest announcer of all time? That guy who come on and go, Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice, Aquaman prepares a peanut butter and jelly sandwich because he can't do shit. <laughs> Using his telepathic powers, Aquaman summons a can of sardines. Eel would come in with some star kiss. I wish I had that announcer in my life because if a joke didn't work like that eel reference I just did there and nobody cared like you guys didn't. That guy could come in and go, Meanwhile, somewhere in another joke, John Madden is still talking. And there were little people there, and they were making toys and putting one foot in front of the other, and Burgermeister Meisterberger had a yo-yo, and he said, No toys, and a winter warlock was a Winter warlock could freeze you with a look. Just like Brett Favre could freeze you with a look. 
$800, and that's why they call it Christmas. Meanwhile, back in the joke we were talking about. You can tell Casey Kasem played Robin on that show because Batman and Robin coming on the crime scene. Batman's like, who could have done this? There's Robin. Look, Batman, there's your letter from the Riddler. <laughs> and he writes. Dear Batman and Robin, it's been a long time since I last saw either one of you. But while I was in prison, I came up with the most diabolical plot of all time. A plot to take over Gotham City and the rest of the world. But I needed a partner, Batman, because I'm the Riddler. I can't tell you who that partner is. But the answer lies in a song from 1974. Some people call him the Space Cowboy. Some call him the Gangster of Love. Pat used to call him Maurice. Holy Midnight Tokers, Batman, it's the Joker. It's a long way to go for a Steve Miller band joke, but here's a guy who does it. And I do realize at this point in the show, there are some people in here going, who the hell is John Madden? I used to collect uh, the uh, freak comics out of San Francisco, which never made TV. Oh, see, I never, I never got into the comic books. I just liked the little action figures. I like, you know, playing with the. Okay, like Frank, tell us what, what did you, what did you own as a child? Oh, I had them all. I went, I had He Man, I had uh, like all the GI Joes. We were trying to name uh, GI Joe figures the other day, just trying to go through all the different guys and stuff like that. We're getting gung ho. You remember that? Snow Job. Nobody grunt. <laughs> Flint. <laughs> they had the greatest stupid names in the world. Now, you Scarlet. Actually, you actually played with these when you were a kid. I don't. I never. I just bought them. I was always a collector. I'm kind of a obsessive compulsive. You know, like I wanted to learn to do one impression, and it just kept going more and more and more. You know, I, I wanted to eat one Snicker bar today. I'm on seven. <laughs> it's a problem. Here's a guy who knows the truth, Bruce. Speaking of John Madden, uh, I, I hear, I don't know if it was from you the last time we spoke or whatever, but apparently he doesn't. Doesn't take dig me? Yeah. As they say. Uh, no, uh, my, the big story was always the, my manager went up to him at the Super Bowl years ago and goes, what do you think of the guy who does the wonderful John Madden? By the way, Barry Katz, you know, right. works with Dane Cook and stuff. Dropping names, that's incredible, buddy, man. You do a great Barry, Barry. Listen, way. Dane Cook, by the way, just sold out the space-time continuum. <laughs> it's unbelievable. No matter where you go, where, where, where you are, what time it is, there's no tickets left for a Dane Cook. So he goes up to Madden. Here's the guy has got to get back on track. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he goes, what do you think of the guy who does the wonderful John Mann impression? I don't like it. What do you mean you don't like it? I don't like it, and I should have been Shrek. He didn't actually say the Shrek part, <laughs> but wouldn't that have been perfect? He was going, donkey, donkey, boom. Hey, I got you. <laughs> well, I don't understand what's the legalities of that. When you go on the air and say you're Madden and look like Madden, can he, can he do anything well, about it? Let's not bring it up. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is. I mean, there's, you know, it's parody, so it's uh, obviously uh, covered under that. It's usually, it's unusual to see you doing Madden on the Fox network or on the, uh, you know, a, a show that's not his. Yeah, well, you know what? The, the first time we ever did it was while Madden was on Fox. I came over with Jimmy Kimmel. He was doing Madden for President was the sketch. I played John Madden, of course, and uh, he came over with a pair of hedge clippers to cut the John Madden eyebrows, and that, I think, didn't make John real happy. So, I, I Like I always said, I don't do it to be mean. I do it to make money. Right. Madden's even, you know, he's even said stuff about it. He's like, I've seen him in the paper being quoted. You know, I, he does it to, to make money for his family, and how can you fault the guy for that? And then meanwhile, you know, he, meanwhile, you know, in his mind, he's going, son of a, I'm going to kick his I, ass. I love it when he gets physical. You have a, I don't know if you do that more than you used to, but Madden catching on fire, doing these infomercials. Oh, yeah. He like really the, gets to be a Three Stooges character. Yeah, it was, a, you know, we for TV, it has to be a little bit different. Like on Mad TV, we did the quick pop popcorn. Popper, right. which is a real that's when everybody comes up open up the butter packet i can't get this damn thing open <laughs> you know hey folks john man here for the quick pop popcorn popper it's simple friend i didn't say anything yet son of a you know just <laughs> that kind of a thing he's just sort of an ornery man i i don't know i i just made it that for the character you know you need to find something right and uh you know that that was just a, him doing commercials you know he had to get mad at some commercial i would <laughs> right he does enough of them, too. I like the ones where he'll just step off the gar- the golf cart and go, he's on your side. Yeah. <laughs> I, like know- the one, I like the one where he threw the boomerang and he had, like, the world's small, slowest arm throw. It's like Andre the Giant going for a chop in the WWF in the back in the day. Remember when Andre the Giant would, like, try to hit Hulk Hogan? 
how do you not get out of the way? In that amount of time, Hulk Hogan be going, let me tell you something, brother. I'm going to get out of the way, man. You know, it's like, what, what are you doing? Did you ever wonder if Frank's losing his mind? Hey, that guy looks like a tiny version of me. Madden loves Brett Favre. He works him into everything. I can't, I mean, it's like somebody made a bet with him and said, you can't talk about Brett Favre in every situation. Son of a bitch, I can't watch this. He's <laughs> talking about hybrid grass. I have no idea what hybrid grass is because it was Madden who was explaining it. He's like, half of that grass on the field is real and half of it is fake. But Brett Favre is all real. You owe me 50 bucks. <laughs> Brett Favre is the greatest player in the world. You could cut off both Brett Favre's arms and both his legs. He would still be the best torso in football. I mean, that's just how good Brett Favre Brett Favre could throw a football 200 yards underwater. I can't even throw a football one yard underwater. 200 minus one. That's 199 more yards. Brett Favre could throw a football underwater, and he can hit any target he wants. That's why you put Brett Favre in Afghanistan. Boom! He did Osama Bin Laden. That's where he's wrong. Guy's name is Saddam Bin Laden. Oh, man, man's football. Football's mad, and they go together like mashed potatoes and gravy, you know? He could do no other sport. He couldn't do baseball or basketball. I mean, could you Luckily, he didn't get to NBC before, you know, the Olympics started. Could you imagine doing the Olympics? Madden doing the Olympics? What do they call They call this curling? <laughs> Got a little thing right down there. Looks like a robot vacuum cleaner that... Moves on its own. You got a guy sweeping over there, a guy sweeping over there. Boom! I just fell asleep! <laughs> Did you ever hear Madden do this thing like 35, 40, 40, take like 35, 40 billion different things, stuff them into one sentence because he thinks they go together? Stuffing sentences together like sardines in a can. Like sometimes you could tell these got one time Michael Irvin had a crack pipe on the sideline. You could tell, Ace hey, is the place with the helpful hardware, man. There's a rainbow on today. We ate at an Outback Steakhouse. I had a Dr. Pepper on my way over to the Renaissance Center. Wait, well, rainbow works. You got the sun over here. There's a cloud over here. The rain comes. Hey, look, that's pretty rain. The sun shines through. That's a ray of sunlight. Like Ray lives down the street. A rain remote. Hey, Rainbow, that guy had a good show. Everybody loves Raven. I like the Tonga. You ended a rainbow. There's a pot of gold, leprechaun. He's do a little dance, make a little love, get down tonight. Then maybe I had some of that crack. Speaking of crack, Brett Favre can find a crack. You owe me 200 bucks back there. Brett Favre had a dog on his leg and once a farmer had a dog and bingo was his name. Oh, I learned how to spell bingo in third grade. Clap instead of the beast. I'll say the I-N-G-O dog is looking. He's got a raster. He wants to get rid of it. Boom. Tough actor. Tough actor to get rid of it. That's why people drink so much during football games. Give you a beer in your hand, suddenly mad makes sense. Like one of my college mates, you don't need beer. You're watching Madden say things like, dude, Madden's a genius. <laughs> I did not know cleats were for traction. I did. Our guest this week, Frank Caliendo. How many voices, I mean, not the ones on TV or that you even do on stage, but let's say we're friends of yours, we're over watching a game. How many voices could you break into in one afternoon? Uh, 40, you know, I don't 50? do it that much off. I, really? I mean, yeah, I, I I do it on stage. I used to do it when I was younger, and I didn't have a stage to be on. I do it all the time, but now it's kind of like, you know, unless you got a dollar for them. No. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I really don't. I, I, I don't, you know, my wife gets bored by it if she sees me, so I... I mean, I do a little bit with my son. I try to imitate some of the stuff he watches on TV, but... But it scares him most of the time. Just President Bush singing Wiggle songs. <laughs> fruit salad. Yummy, yummy. Yummy, 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 yummy. Fruit salad. You know, that's, we're going to make a fruit salad today. Come on, Joel. <laughs> Are there any voices that you can't do? All kinds. I mean, it's it's people always think. That's why people think I'm really good at what I do, because I don't show them all the bad ones. You know, that's right. the thing. If people, you know, you, you see guys or hear guys who do impressions, and it's like, well, that one was great. That one was great. Oh, that one's terrible. Well, I try not to let you hear the terrible ones. Right. I'll let you hear some of the okay ones, but the material usually makes it work and stuff like that. But, the, you know, I, I stay away from trying to do ones that, and trying to, you know, 
pretend like it. A lot of people just can't admit that they can't do them. Right. And must, I can tell you flat out, there's a bunch I can't do. It must be fun for you to uh, to also enjoy the added benefit of all the makeup and stuff on that. Yeah, know? that's a treat. Four hours. <laughs> I don't mean actually. Hours, I don't yeah. think you sit through it. <laughs> no, it's terrible. I mean, it's the, that's the worst thing. I uh, I always looked like. First of all, I look like somebody got stung by a bee and had an allergic reaction. <laughs> like a chubby face, like Pacino. I don't look like Pacino when they make me up. I look like the Pacino monster. <laughs> <laughs> Give me something else to eat. I'm hungry. I like how they shrink the picture sometimes on TV. Yeah, on Fox we did that a couple times because they were always worried about that. But it's more about the. You know the the uh, how the impression is and stuff like that. I'm trying to think of the ones we did that for. The shrink the picture was, uh, you know what? Even a Letterman, possibly Letterman. Yeah, Letterman, oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, and that I got to do Letterman, and uh, that was one of the greatest things. It's emailed all over awesome. the place. It's huge, and it was like the biggest clip that's emailed is the con- it's the thing I've come up with in the last couple of years was this comparison between Bush and Clinton because mm-hmm. Clinton could lie his way out of anything. He right. could stare you directly in the eyes and say, I am not here. You do not see me. <laughs> what is here? Isn't here just there without a T? <laughs> Ladies, I love you. Bush, he's got truthful Tourette's. He's going to tell you the truth. It might not be on purpose, but if you wait long enough, I guarantee it's going to slip out. <laughs> That's what I like about him. He's a regular guy, not slick willy. If the Monica Lewinsky scandal happened to Bush, no way he gets out of it. Put him on the stand. Mr. President, do you have relations with that woman, Monica Lewinsky? Uh, what did they tell me to say here? That was out loud, wasn't it? I cannot believe I said that. There's two kinds of words, inside words and outside words. Inside words stay in. Outside words come out. That time an inside word popped out. Washington, D.C. Huh? D.C., the district kids call it, right? You're like, yeah. Trust you? What? president lives here, right? So, still? Fans of the president? Fans of the president? Ooh, ooh. Not many people in the 36% club, huh? That was like the 12% club. I like that. People have boo. Boo! Boo means yay! What are you gonna do? I like President Bush. First of all, uh, I think it's great we have a president who seems like he's always looking directly into the sun. (laughs) Somebody do me a favor and hand me a pair of sunglasses. Somebody get me a visor. <laughs> Sir, you mean advisor. No, a visor. <laughs> Weren't you listening, man? He's the only person I've seen in... Uh, he's the only person on earth I've ever seen do this move when he talks. <laughs> Anybody else? Anybody else you know do that? Anybody like, want to go to the improv? Go see Frank. Sounds good. <laughs> Nobody does that. Just me. <laughs> do you ever wonder if I can do it? <laughs> see, turkeys and pigeons do that. I don't mean anything political by that, but, or anything about the person. But if you had some bread. And you could get past the Secret Service? I think you could throw it down in front of the president. He'd be walking by like, hey, what's that? <laughs> Turkeys and pigeons. You see, you might think that's crazy, but the next time you're, you see him, you're either going to think that or wait for him to go gobble, gobble. <laughs> I wish I'd been advising him back during the debates. I would have told him to do that all the time. Because during the debates, John Kerry would say stuff that would make him mad. He'd be like, Mr. President, what I want you to do is just turn to him and go, gobble, gobble. What? Gobble, gobble. Dad, that's a flop-flipping jackass. I'm the king of America. Land of the free and home of the whopper. Gobble, gobble, whopper, whopper. Say turkey burger. 
What's he doing? I think that he does that when he's thinking, right? It's like he's pumping up an idea. A little cloud goes up there, a little bubble. There's a light bulb up there. Turn that thing off. We must conserve energy. wonder if the president actually has a light bulb above his head? No. There's two times he does it the most. One, when he wants to accentuate a point. Like, uh, when he wants to make sure you're listening to him. We must do this together. We must do this as a country. Secondly, he does it when he says a Spanish word. Watch him. be like, I'd like a burrito. Look out for La Cucaracha. <laughs> He's the only guy on earth who could get tired ordering at Taco Bell. I like a gordita. And two tacos. Poor favor. I like it when our president gets something right, because when he gets something right, he is the happiest man on earth. Gets that little smile on his face, that I can't believe that came out correctly smile. Like a fan is blowing on him, two, three hundred miles an hour. And he's not getting rid of world hunger, he's just getting all the way through the sentence and he's content, right? He'd be like, and that's why the United States will lead us all to peace. Gobble, gobble. We're talking to Frank Caliendo, one of the stars of Mad TV. People always tune in to Saturday Night Live, even if it's bad. And I think the last, for a few years, I thought Saturday Night Live was way better than us when I first started at Mad TV. And then the last couple of years, I actually thought we did a, a much better job. But then Saturday Night Live started doing like those digital shorts and stuff like that. It was almost like they were taking from the style of Mad TV and spending more money right. and putting more production value into it. And then you know NBC, you know NBC backs that show. It's just, Fox is not Fox likes that Mad TV's on, but doesn't it? You know, primetime's always in trouble for Fox, so they always have to work on that right. unless American Idol's on. Well, we're all under the impression that at Saturday night, they they all the writers, including some of the people, the the actors and actresses, are writers, and they sit around and they throw all this at Lauren Michaels, and he decides what goes on with his friends. How does it work at Mad TV? Is Quincy Jones involved with it? Quincy has nothing to do with the show. Nothing? Zero. Not no. even near it. Uh, was he one of the original producers? He, uh, they, there was a company that merged. He and David Salzman merged to form QDE, and that was, a, I guess it was a joint venture that created Mad TV. But Quincy hasn't been involved for a long time. But you're more of an actor than a writer on that show, right? Yeah, I, out of choice. I started writing my own Bush stuff. Uh, no, I, didn't, I, I don't get credited for it. I... I end up writing a lot of it because right. I just a lot of people when I my Bush stuff is not Bush bashing my stuff is stupid Bush stuff like <laughs> my Bush is my Bush impression is like him we're talking about uh, some it was about some ship or something happened with a ship and I go just sit right back and you will hear a tale <laughs> a tale of a fateful trip. <laughs> you know, I like stupid stuff like that. Him right. quoting the song, you know. You sort of like the Bush silent. Polish joke, basically. Yeah, it's just silly stuff. It's not, right. you know, it's like, my policies suck. I don't do that. Right. I, 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 and that's what they want to do a lot of the time on, um, you know, with a, a more, I'm a more middle of the road kind of guy. I'm not real liberal. Mad TV tends to be more uh, a liberal thing. And, and uh, sometimes that's cool. And, and sometimes, but you sometimes you just start feeling like, it's a bash. You're just bashing. You're not trying to be funny. I was here in D.C. a couple of weeks, weeks ago doing the Congressional Correspondence Dinner, and Dick Cheney, the Vice President of the United States of America, and to the Republic for which it stands, <laughs> was sitting two people over from me. I'm doing all the bush stuff. I look over there, and there he is. Ah. <laughs> ah. Ever wonder if Dick Cheney's actually a wrestler? <laughs> ah. He's doing this little dance move like this. I was originally kind of scared because the president was supposed to be there and I was going to do all this same stuff because I'm an idiot. 
and uh, I was I had nightmares about President Bush just looking over to Vice President Cheney and going, "Hey, Dick, pull." <laughs> He was actually enjoying himself, you know? It was very funny because I'm thinking, I made Dick Cheney giggle. And people are like, no, he's laughing his ass off. He <laughs> 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 was very nice to me. Sometimes the president will get almost all the way through the sentence and he won't be able to think of that last word. And you find yourself kind of rooting for him to get it. <laughs> He's on TV, you're at home, but it seems like a scene from The Water Boy because you're like, you can do it! <laughs> it's happened to all of us where we can't think of that last word, but for him it happens at the, with the easiest of words at the most inopportune times. Put your cameras around on Michael Moore with a notepad and a cheeseburger, like, I'm going to make a movie about you after six more bites. <laughs> It's almost all the way through the sense talking about something real serious like the terrorists, you know? Like these terrorists. These guys are wrong. These guys are rough. These guys are bad. You had two choices, sir. Bad and not good. I'm sorry, but that took too long. <laughs> you remember the big saying he got wrong, the one that all the radio and cra TV went crazy on? Radio and TV went crazy on this. He's like, there's no saying in Texas. Follow me once. Shame on you. Shame me. Uh... Oh, shoot. Uh... How many think he says that to himself? Like, shoot, I cannot believe I said that. Let's try this again. Hand up. Here we go. You ever see him do that? I used to wonder what that move was. Then I realized he's kind of like a slot machine. Yes, because every time he opens his mouth, he knows he's gambling just a little bit. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I'm not ripping on the president. Come on, please. I voted for him like eight or nine times in Ohio, all right? I don't have a John Kerry impression. I needed him to win. wonder if Frank voted so he could just save his act. He didn't have to change anything. Sounds kind of lazy to me. But then again, I haven't gotten off this chair in 50 years. Follow uh. me once. Shame on you. Shame me. Uh. Once, twice, three times a lady. I have a little advice for him, okay? Uh, I think what the president should do is finish things with the words, the end. So you know when he's done. Better yet, so he knows when he's done, right? Wanted to teach the nation a penny saved. Does a penny earned? Be like, a penny saved is a... Uh, it's one cent. Or centavo. Put in your pocket for a while because it's yours, you earned it in the stock market, but not right now because it belongs to you forever and ever. Plus one or plus two or plus one of those sideways eight thingies that means a long time. And... We're talking yeah. to Frank Caliendo, one of the stars of Mad TV. Uh, one of the, Stephanie Weir, uh, who plays one of her characters, the old lady in the retirement home oh, right, right. who overcomes the heart attacks. Oh, yeah. I think she's brilliant. She's Stephanie's a genius. Uh, the, she, a couple years ago, she was named like the. Uh, one of the uh, top comedians in in in, in all of Hollywood, and she's not like she's not even a stand-up, but she's a sketch. She's amazing. The characters that she just sells stuff—it's unbelievable. Yeah, she really you can't does. say enough because Stephanie can do anything. I mean, she's one that that I remember at the beginning of Mad TV, people didn't really when she first started on the show, people didn't get her, and the more she was there, people were like this woman's a genius, and she really is. I mean, it's just. Well, she when she was doing the heart attack with the big Coke bottle glasses, yeah, she reminded me the like the old. Coming. It was a stroke coming on, right? Yeah. It was like the old Carol Burnett stuff. I'm mean, just captivated. Oh yeah, she's yeah. and the, those glasses just sold her eyes. And <laughs> she has this thing where she can close one eye and it's just one eyelid, <laughs> and one eyelid just goes down and it's like no effort. 
And that it, it's a, it's a funny thing because she would do it in these werewolf sketches too. And she wrote these werewolf sketches just so she could do that. <laughs> I mean, it was a really funny. One thing. of the other uh, newer members uh, is her name, Krista Flanagan. Krista Flanagan, yeah. She is like she's not only like an overgrown Shirley Temple, but she's got this. <laughs> what is what, what's the word I'm looking for? Like she's gonna freak out any second. Yeah, she's very scary. Uh, she is. She's, scary. she's another genius. I actually compared her. When she, when I first watched, started watching some of this, I think she's like a younger. I don't want to say young, but a, a newer, a different Stephanie, a, like a the second Stephanie Weir, because she she can do just about anything, and uh, she got she's got a weird take on all these characters. Everything is a little bit freakier than you'd expect. And what's the the beautiful part of someone with talent like that is watching them when they're not the one who's talking. Any time they're in the scene, oh, they're yeah, worth yeah. watching. Yeah. yeah, because what they're doing during the scene. Yeah, and you never see me doing something else during the scene because I'm either the lead in it or I have to be out of it. <laughs> You're a ham. I, I, I usually try to get out of it. But and you know who else is great? Nicole Parker. I was going to say her Ellen is Nicole Parker is a genius. She's another one. I mean, that's the thing. There's so many great people on Mad TV. Ike Barinholtz. People don't get... The, Ike Barinholtz is the funniest guy, one of the funniest guys just to talk to. And you don't get that feeling from him from Mad TV because he's always in the background on something. And I said, Ike, you're the best guy ever to be in the background of a scene. I go, I just watch the scene to see what you're doing. He goes, he goes, listen, as a Mad TV cast member, I'm average. As an extra, I'm a genius. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, and I, people haven't even seen. There's two guys, two newer guys, Jordan Peele and right. uh, Keegan-Michael Key. Keegan has created characters that on Saturday Night Live would have people all over the country saying his catchphrases and right. stuff. But for some reason, it can't break out of Mad TV. It's a weird thing. And this guy, Jordan Peele, he came on this this last year. They, they the, After his first year, they weren't sure if they were going to keep him or not. Right? It's one of those kind of things. Right. And the second year, he just, I mean, he was doing everything. He was doing these Morgan Freeman things. This, this Morgan Freeman bit it was really great because it took uh, March of the Penguins and it was, t- it was the basis of the sketch was that mo- that movie made so much money and it was because Morgan Freeman did such a good job narrating it that he was selling his voice for your home movies. <laughs> I'll narrate your home movies. It was just like, it was a great, it was a really great, uh, you know, sometimes on TV you're like, oh, I can't believe I did that. Then there's other things you're like really proud of and stuff like that. Right. And that, that, that for me, uh, you know, was one that I think you, he would be really proud. For me, like, I like the ones like where we, do Robin? We did this sketch, Nicky Noodles, Clown of God. It was a Robin <laughs> Williams vehicle, where it's like, oh, waiter, what's that fly doing in my soup? And it's supposed to be the backstroke. No, he's dying. <laughs> this is the part of the show where I lose some of you. Let's be realistic, some more of you. This is what I call the Jim Rome portion of the show. Clones. It would be terrible to be little bunny foo foo. But it'd be the worst. Be one of those field nights getting bopped on your dome. That's terrible. That is not cool. Right now, there are about 30 of you getting this. The rest of you have no idea what I'm doing. But the 30 of you who are getting it are wetting yourselves. This is your favorite part of the show. You can care less about the George Bush or the John Madden. The pimp in the box is phenomenal. If you're still not getting what this voice is, and that's a lot of you, Find the guy near you clapping like a monkey and sitting in a puddle. Because that guy gets it and thinks it's the best thing he's ever heard. Now I'm on a pause for no reason. Please do not clap over my pauses. I understand you like this, but you're destroying the character. Nice job. Meanwhile, somewhere in a joke, hopefully more people would get. They're remaking all kinds of movies. If I was going to remake any movie on Earth, I'd remake The Wizard of Oz with Robin Williams. And that's it. So let him do the whole thing by himself. So here we go. The Wizard of Oz, starring Robin Williams. Written by Robin Williams. And directed by... Martin Scorsese. Who dares bother the all-and-powerful Wizard of Oz? Oh, my God, what a wonderful place. But who the hell does your decorating? Silence! Whoa, Taco Bell for lunch, huh? You should have seen the little people like Father Yellowbrick Road, Father Yellowbrick Road, Whoa, Love Your Fantasy Island, Man, Stick Around, Get a Willy Wonka, Part 2, Oopa Loopa, Doobity Doo, Stick Around, Get a Gum Supper. Not that funny, but fun to say, and we're dancing. We're back on my Madonna, Madonna Conroy. Where's the ice cream? I don't know, but I'm turning on the inside, and we're back. It was amazing and wonderful because I met up with a guy who was made out of straw. I said, hey man, whoa, hey man, straw, that's a joke right there. 
Maybe not for all of you, okay? <laughs> so you got, hey, over here. You got straw over here, hey man, straw man. Straw man is the scarecrow, that's a synonym. You know what a synonym is? I love synonym. That's my favorite flavor. In fact, for breakfast, I had synonym toast crunch. I had booberry. Dude said booberry. Not Frankenberry or Count Chocula, but the little blue ghost cereal. I can never find it. Booberry. Wreck them. My guest, that multi-voiced, multi-talented star of Mad TV, Frank Caliendo. The skits are produced and not live because live could be could add some edge, but on the other hand, it makes it very clumsy a lot. Of right, times, it, it's too. and and you 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 can't you don't get the cuts. People are reading off the cue cards and stuff like that. But that's why I think with Saturday Night Live going to those digital shorts and stuff like that, they've realized live TV. It's not comedy isn't done live anymore. It just isn't. And right. and big fakey stuff works better live, whereas like subtlest stuff like Chappelle kind of stuff. Where you do like subtle stuff and then blow up every once in a while, and, right? And it's it's the it's there's a sec, there's a piece of reality, and I think reality TV has changed comedy on television because people are used to seeing people quote unquote in real situations and you know a lower energy and and and, and just normal kind of everyday stuff, and then you go to comedy, and it's like big fakey things, and that's the only thing that's really big and fakey anymore is comedy dramas right. all brought down close ups and stuff like that. It's weird how executives in Hollywood, comedy is, I mean, it's so weird. Comedy it has so many rules. Like, you know, you can say this, you can't say that in comedy. Where in drama, they're doing it all the time. I mean, it, it, that's what makes House work, I think, on Fox. Right. Is House is a comedy. It's a total comedy. Everything that Hugh Laurie does on that show, it's a comedy in a in a traumatic setting, you know, because everything he's doing is hilarious. Right. But it allows them to do cover so much more subject matter that if you're doing a, a straight on quote unquote comedy where you're grabbing your balls or something like that, you can't. You they, they have it's ridiculous. They're like you can say this, but you can't say that. Do you know you can't say on TV? They they bleeped out crap one time. Really? They bleeped out crap. And I'm not one who likes to push the edge, but that's silly. You can say crap in Utah. <laughs> and it doesn't matter. I mean, it's not... It, some of the things that they, they say, you, you can say freaking, you can't say freaking, and you can't say friggin'. The only <laughs> one you can say is freaking of those. And the reason is, because it's one is it sounds too much like, well, that's not the rule. The rule is... <laughs> That it, it, you can't say the word. It doesn't matter what you mean. I could say fruit you like I do in that bit. Right. It's not the word. I don't care if it sounds kind of like it. It's not funkin'. Like that's, but do you ever hear about that Saturday Night Live sketch? Oh, yeah, I saw it live. Yeah. I mean, think about that. I mean, that's a little too close. Maybe. I still think it's funny and edgy. And, Tony Danzo was on that. It, was he in that right. one? Hey, right. hey. Funkin' this. About three minutes into I'm going, you know, this is, I, I, I'm hearing fucking. I'm not hearing funking. <laughs> well, that's what you want to hear? Yeah, right. Well, well, my favorite story is uh, David Tell. He did a show in Copenhagen or whatever it was and for Insomniac, and they were hitting up the bong. They were, they were in one of those shops that sells the marijuana right. and the hash. And he said in the end, Comedy Central allowed him to exhale <laughs> but not take a hit. Yeah, you can't take any hit. You can blow it out, but not take it any in. Hmm? Hmm? That's wrong. Some people are just fun to watch, like Adam Sandler. He can sing a song. It won't make sense. He'll rhyme it at the end, and people will give him a ton of money. I want that gig, right? Come up and sing, I song for me. I song for you. Let's have a song in a canoe. <laughs> This guy is brilliant. Here's $20 million. Hey, thank you. Would you like a piece of pie? I don't know why that's the perfect phrase for him, but it is. The piece of pie thing is, for, they should make a movie. This summer, Adam Sandler is Simple Simon the Pieman. Hello. How are you? I am just a simple pieman. And he wants to give you a piece of pie. 
you like a piece of pie? Here's a guy who knows how idiotic that is. Did you ever wonder if Frank got halfway through a bit and just thought, I should be sent to the insane asylum? Huh? Jeff Goldblum's great because he could commit to something 100% and then do a complete 180. That's a lot of math. It is. <laughs> but follow me on this. He, I mean, he will, he, he, he will commit to something and you think he can't turn back and he will. He'll be like, you're like well, what do you, what's your favorite food? Uh, I like hot dogs. I do. They're very, very good. I like hot dogs with mustard, ketchup, relish, all kinds of things. Chili dogs are good. Cheesy dogs are even better. Wait a second. <laughs> I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> I don't eat meat. I don't, I don't, I don't. Was I thinking? I wasn't thinking. Yes, I was. <laughs> Norm MacDonald. <laughs> you guys know Norm is, right? The guy, who needs a punchline when you have the word crack whore? <laughs> He's such a weird guy. <laughs> Norm is awesome. I, I talked to him on the phone the other day. He goes, oh, God, I love you, man. I go, what are you, gay? Because that's what Norm says. Nobody cares. I do. <laughs> do you ever wonder if some of this stuff didn't even make sense to Frank? <laughs> Would you like a piece of pie? <laughs> Here's a guy who can't remember the rest of his act right now. That's why I took six drinks of this. I thought each time this little magical cocktail, it's just cranberry juice and love. I was hoping it would have the answers. Here's a guy who doesn't know where he's going with this shit. Been there, done that, my friends. Listen, I'm not taking requests. It's not like, can't press like A7 and William Shatner shows up. First it was airline travel, then it was hotel rooms. Now, Priceline.com brings you prostitutes online. <laughs> he sings. Why doesn't Shatner do stand-up comedy? How you doing? DC. How's everything going? <laughs> We're talking to Frank Caliendo from Mad TV, and of course you're on the road. You told me in the elevator on the way up to the studio that you're going to be a daddy again. I don't remember that. <laughs> no, uh, yes, you yeah, are. I have one son right now. Uh, his name's Joey. Uh, he, By the uh, way, that's a great name. I commend you for using an all-American name. Yeah. Nothing wrong with Brad and all these guys, but Joey's a great name. Yeah, well, if we have a daughter, her name's going to be Brittany. So, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, definitely not. Uh, no, my uh, my father-in-law, his name is Joe, and uh, so uh, that was part of it, I think. And it's, he's just he, he, you look at him and you go, hey, Joey, what's going on? Huh? Right. Joey Caliendo. Joseph Salvatore Caliendo. <laughs> we almost named him Giuseppe. But, uh, well, you could either go into show business or waste management. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? She's like on the Sopranos, you know? So how close are you, or are you, or do you want to uh, be in your own television show? Uh, I mean, there's people that want to take meetings about that stuff all the time. I kind of want to go on the road for a little bit. I'm just so tired of everybody telling me what to do on TV. Right. Six years of people telling me they know better than me about what to do with my stuff that I do. You know, right. so it's just... It gets old, and I just want to do what I can. I'm doing a lot of corporate work and stuff like that, and just you know, I did the uh, uh, congressional correspondence dinner. I'm doing President Bush at the podium with Dick Cheney, <laughs> you know, sitting right next to me, you know. And I said, uh, you know, I always start out with like, I'm a fan of the president. One person clapped, and I looked at Cheney. I go, Fox News. He goes, Yeah, you know. <laughs> and I was worried because President Bush was originally supposed to be there, and. Uh, he uh, he he went to Cancun instead mm -hmm. that day, and uh, he, I I just had nightmares about him watching me, then looking over to Cheney and going, "Hey, Dick, Paul." <laughs> <laughs> when you're doing corporate stuff, do you are you a a nice guy, and do you comply when they say, "Hey, here's a list of the corporate presidents and CEOs," make some jokes about them? Uh, I usually I, a lot of the corporate if they want you to blatantly rip on the corporate people i say i'll just give it to, give the gig to somebody else really i'm not i'm not your guy and because it's 
you can you can you can play with people, but that sometimes people don't like that, and sometimes people think that the corporate guys are going to like that, right? And they don't. Yeah. Most of them, for the <laughs> for the most part, they hate that. And the and the and then the people who are there who work under them, mm. if they see the boss is not laughing, they're not laughing. So it's just terrible. It's I've learned I've learned a couple of things in stand up, and one of them is never listen to a meeting planner. <laughs> Anybody who plans the meeting, they're getting paid to do nothing. They don't. They might be able to set up and get it all coordinated, but they don't know what works in comedy. I've had people go, well, uh, okay, um, Blues Traveler's going to go on, and then you're going to be on after them. No, I'm not. I'm not doing this. <laughs> no way. Not that you, you can't. As a comedian, you never want to follow a, like a band or somebody who plays with energy like that, right. unless you're a superstar. And I'm not a superstar. I, I, people know who I am now, but it, it takes, you know, you'd have to be... You know, maybe, maybe uh, even you know, Chappelle could do it because he's even with the low energy. But I'm, you know, you don't you don't want to go after it like like Aerosmith and then you will be on. No, <laughs> I, how about I open for them, which is the way it should be. Right. I have an aunt because my dad has a sister and uh, <laughs> she lets her kids watch the Power Rangers. You ever watch Power Rangers, a little kid? Afterwards, you have to play Power Rangers with a little kid. They're like, Power Ranger, Power Ranger, Power Ranger. You're like, oh, yeah? Power Ranger this! How does that feel, Brian? Then her aunt comes in the room. She's upset because the police are there. Just trying to explain that you're teaching the kid Tai Bo. Guys probably can't relate to that, huh? You don't work out as much as I do now. My aunt lets her kids watch the Power Rangers, but she won't let them play the video game Mortal Kombat, and her reasoning is the funniest thing on earth. She won't let the kids play the game Mortal Kombat because she thinks the kids are going to start fighting like they do in the game. Do you think that's possible? And if it is, wouldn't you like to see it? A couple little kids out there on the playground. Kids got a G.I. Joe figure. The kid's like, hey, man, give me that back. He's like, no, what are you going to do about it? Oh, I'll show you. <laughs> Big fireball comes out at the kid laying there on the ground. This thing thinks, this can't possibly get any worse than this. All of a sudden, he looks up and hears a voice. Finish him! <laughs> Another kid's on the side, he's like, oh my god, somebody just killed Kenny! Finish the fat kid, I'm not fat, I'm just Big Bird! Finish the fat kid again, I said, I'm not fat, I'm on fire! Up until now, this show kicked ass. But I've been attacked by flaming cheesy poofs. This comedian has what my fragile little man. Kid shows are weird, man. That's not a show for kids, but the, the cartoons, kid shows. Barney the dinosaur, that thing hates itself, man. And I asked you all that year, I love you, you love me, why can't someone please kill me? Power Ranger, finish him! <laughs> Those kids on the show would still be singing, right? They'd be like, Barney's on fire, we'll have to hug him later. <laughs> I did that the other day, there was a little girl in the crowd, she's like, you killed Barney. I'm like, oh great, I'm gonna have to pay for her therapy too. At that point, I just wish Jeff Goldblum would have showed up like in Jurassic Park. But I'm like, you didn't kill Barney. You didn't kill Barney. You know, I can tell. You know, I can tell. You didn't kill Barney. You know, I can tell. You know, I can tell. Because dinosaurs will find a way <laughs> to survive. They will. They will. They will. I have to go. I can say. I can say. I have to go. I have to save the world. I have to save the world from the evangelization of aliens by using a Mac Macintosh computer. <laughs> or do I? Gotten to meet some people I do impressions of. It's been pretty cool. Jay Leno came out to me after the show. He's like, hey, with that, you know what I mean? I'm anti What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> Jay Leno's the only guy on earth who could have a bobblehead made of him that would bobble less than his actual head. <laughs> he said that to him. He's like, I don't do that. Frank Caliendo. Well, you uh, do, among other people, you do Jack Nicholson, William Shatner. Of course. Mm. I like Shatner. I, I think he's great. And, you know, people do the Kevin Pollack kind of Shatner, that Spock, Spock, you know, that kind right, of Right, right. I do more of the Denny Crane. <laughs> Thepriceline.com. Shop, compare, save. <laughs> you know, I try to take a different look on those guys. And I think that, you know, sometimes it's not so flattering. But I think with him, I think I, I wish that I could, uh, you know, show that to him because I think he'd like it because that's. That's what he is now. He, you know, fake pompous. You oh know, well, well, he but he, he takes it with such a 
uh, such a grain of salt. It, of course, Sonny. <laughs> but he was he was what doing do you think? he was doing a concert with uh, Joe Jackson and uh, JJ uh, Ben Folds. Ben Folds, I love the other five. Uh, they did a thing in L.A. and he read the. You know, he doesn't sing. Right. He reads the Lord Lucy. Spoken in the sky. word. Right. But so dramatic. Of course. What do you think I would do, Sonny? <laughs> what do you think this is? I'm Denny Crane. Now there's there's a, Candace Bergen. My uh, wife said to me when she saw him at the, one of the Star Trek conventions uh, during the show, she goes, why, why do they just keep bringing that up? I went, wait a minute, you know, that's called making a living. If that's what you're famous for, you're not going to oh, forget yeah. about it. You know? Hey, I'll never stop doing Madden. I'll do it. You know, I'll just keep doing it. So what if John, God forbid, should pass away? Are you going to do him from heaven? Uh, We can still talk about him. We'll listen to him as growing up. I mean, you can always work backwards from it. Uh, My worst fear is that the Madden tries to assassinate Bush. Then I can't do either. (laughs) What do you do? Then you're out. Yeah. Did you ever, were you influenced at all by people that do what you do, like Rich Little and whatnot? You know, Rich Little, after that correspondence dinner, and this was totally coincidence because it didn't air that day, um, Rich Little called me. It was a very weird day. Rich Little just called me and just was like, hey, I, I like your work and stuff like that. It was pretty cool. And uh, I, I, as a kid, I watched Rich Little. Uh, Jonathan Winters I loved. Uh, I did something just a little weird today. Something most people don't do. It involves a kitty cat, a dog, and a box of Tinker Toys. And I'm not sure <laughs> if I should be telling you this, but there's a spot on those animals you're not supposed to connect with a toy. <laughs> but uh, I I loved I loved the speed and, and the the characters of Winters and Robin Williams and that speed. I never wanted to be like a, a quote unquote impressionist impressionist. I didn't want to be a Danny Gant, set it up, do it for a long time. Right. I wanted to be jumping around in create, and out of the yeah, character. create right. little realities. The best thing that I ever had written about me was the Hollywood Reporter when I first came to L.A. They said Robin Williams meets Jim Carrey, and that was perfect for what I wanted to be. You know, I wanted to be. Uh, a guy who could just do you know characters voices impressions and just go like crazy and seem like i'm totally out of control where at the whole time i'm totally in control you know mm-hmm. have you uh, been offered any movie parts at all no never never <laughs> no i never i almost did somebody almost uh, they they came to me one day like something for fat albert they're like they need a baseball coach because people always think of me for sports right but uh, it never happened, and I hate auditioning. I refuse to go on these stupid auditions. I think they're the dumbest things ever created, where you go in, they see you for three minutes, and decide that you write or not write for the part, and then they want to see you four more times. No, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I'm not wasting my time. I could care less. Like, take a look at the sketches I've done. Go look at that, see if there's something you like, and then decide if I'm the right guy. You like being on the road, doing stand-up again? <laughs> yeah, I like the immediacy. I get like meeting people. Uh I don't like meeting people in general. I'm not a good person in a crowd, but meeting people that are fans and stuff like that, that's right. always fun. Uh, I, you know, truthfully, I do better financially on the road than I do on TV, big time. Way really? better. Oh, yeah. TV was terrible. It's People think you can get rich on TV. Most people on Mad TV can't afford a house. <laughs> well, it's not prime time. There's a big difference. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, you make more. People make more in starting on one episode in... Um, in uh, on uh, on a sitcom than people in Mad TV make in probably a month and a half. Really? Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Frank, congratulations <laughs> on everything. Thank you much. Frank Caliendo, the man of a thousand voices, including John Madden. We hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, thanks for listening.